Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there I was at the Hotel Del Coronado. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it was great. That sounds like a good time. Went down there for a conference. Sunny. Yeah. Lovely. Out there on a beachfront restaurant bar with my wife and her friend down there for a conference. Sounds fantastic. My phone chimes. says, hey, you've got a voicemail. Oh. From pttfpodcast.com. That happens every now and then. I pull it up and listen to it, and I'm in tears. <laughs> and immediately, without any context, <laughs> I play the voicemail for them. And within about 30 seconds, not only our table, but the table next to us was in tears, wondering what they had just heard. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, fire away. So I'm walking down the street with my earbuds and listening to that new Back to the Future podcast, Hotness, when this homeless guy comes up to me. And I'm like, normally, I would just walk through the way, but I'm in a good mood because I'm listening to the Back to the Future podcast. So I remove an earbud and I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, yo, have you heard? I was like, heard what? He's like, Back to the Future podcast is back with a new season. I was like, dude, I'm listening to it right now. He was like, no way. And I was like, yeah. I handed him my earbud, he put it up to his ear, and he was like, what? I was like, yeah. And he was like, can I have some money? And I was like, whoa. I thought we, I thought we were having a moment here. And he was like, yeah, but. I need to go buy some sports cards because these guys just inspire me. And I was like, oh, you're going to buy cards? I was like, yeah. All right. I took out my wallet. I handed him all my money. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't you hop in my car? We'll go to the shop together. And then we spent the rest of the day ripping packs, listening to pods, and talking about our favorite PTTF moments. Whoa. Whoa. That. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. You still can't convince me otherwise <laughs> that that wasn't a true story. There's an Adam. Oh, it's a 101. Yeah. Someone call for a doctor? Always entertaining, accidentally informative. We are bringing nostalgia and camaraderie to the hobby. That's Tim. I'm Chad, and this is Back to the Future Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website, Tim, where you can leave us a voicemail mm-hmm. at pttfpodcast.com and on Instagram at Back to the Future Podcast. 
Yeah, that's where you can find us. Tim, welcome in to episode five of season two. Oof, episode it, five. And once again, we have a baseball-related topic, but <laughs> something that will be certainly relevant to all card collectors out there. We are going to mm. be talking about what Topps has done with 2023 baseball regarding their pack odds, retail versus hobby. Well, Fanatics even now. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So this is certainly going to be a very insightful episode. I think that we're going to have some opinions and that we may not agree on, Tim. We never have opinions. Nor do we ever agree. So that <laughs> should work out well. Guys, while you're at this and listening to our podcast, hop on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and we will perhaps read your name on the show. We do that too. I don't know that that's really that much incentive for someone, but mm. we will state their name. On to the airwaves. That we can do. All right. So before we get into that, Tim, we've done well with giving people a little insight into our lives this season. Mm. Any personal updates for you over the last week? Personal, personal, or just like hobby personal? I was going to go hobby personal, but please hobby start personal. with the most intimate personal detail. Uh, no, I think people are probably getting bored of that. So. <laughs> no drama this week. No drama. All right. Fair enough. I wasn't sure what you had. You put on here any personal updates. Wait a second. Where are my Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> I may have to delete uh, what I wrote down in my show notes. But Tim, in all seriousness, do you have any updates for the people? No exciting Raz wins this week. No exciting girlfriend updates. Um, I don't know. I don't even have a batch of brownies for tonight. <sighs> wow. No mail. Wait, no. So one of our listeners, um, Portland Ezra, sent me a message on Instagram. He was like, do you collect Blackhawks legends from like the 1970s? It's like, matter of fact, I do. You oh. Know? Stan Makita, Paul, you know, a couple big names. Did Paul also get traded from the Las Vegas Golden Knights? <laughs> or is that just Mark Stone? <laughs> uh, that's, we're going to keep that going forever. <laughs> Um, Whoops. that's a hockey joke, by the way. Hmm? So, <laughs> so Timmy sent you a message. No, no, no. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, cool. I got some mail for you. So, um, I'm excited for that. You know, uh, a mail day that's, uh, not baseball. Yeah. But it has not come in yet. Has I'm not assuming. come in yet. Okay. And, uh, completely unnecessary. Always appreciated. Um, I'm excited. So, oh, um, cool. That's nice of him. So well, we will thank look you, forward Ezra. to that. Yeah. And maybe I'll announce update. it next week. No. You owe me a brownie. No. Well. Personal updates from my end, Tim. Mm -hmm. On last week's episode, we talked about my PSA sub that had come back. Not really come back, but the grades had come back. Yep. I had a couple of Demarius Thomas contenders, rookie autographs that mm -hmm. you had purchased for me. So thank mm -hmm. you. And also my Vaughn Miller Prime Signatures rookie auto one of one. Mm -hmm. Well, the cards were scheduled to come in this past week. Are now, they still not in? No, they're in, but <laughs> it created a problem. Oh, no. What problem so is that? last week was a very busy week for me. Yeah. Clinic Monday, Tuesday, meetings all day Wednesday, and then Thursday we left for Coronado. Mm. Now, my wife is working from home, and she works with doctors, and on certain days she has to present to doctors certain information. So she needs the house kind of quiet, calm, uh, so she doesn't make a fool of herself. Video visits and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That, that's exactly you. it. So okay. Tuesday morning I'm at clinic, and I get a text message from FedEx, and it says, hey, your PSA package is coming in tomorrow, being Wednesday. Okay. And it says signature required. Oh. And I'm like, okay, Wednesday's going to be fine. Yeah. I have my meetings, but I'm doing them from home. Okay. So like, no big deal. You know, if it's not there, I'll just go put a note on the door. I'll take care of it. But Tuesday, I'm in clinic. And as you know, when clinic gets rolling, it's a black pit from hell oh, that you're yeah. not getting out of. Nope. 
Can't even look at your phone sometimes. So then a couple hours later on Tuesday, Uh I get a text that says, your package is on its way to being delivered. (laughs) On Tuesday. And I'm like, oh no, this is bad. A few moments later, I get a message from my wife. And I'm sorry because I don't think we need to discuss this, but you're editing this week. Mm -hmm. Here's what she said. So FedEx needed to bang on our door for five minutes when I was on the phone with a fucking patient. So Penny, our dog, was fucking barking and this asshole wouldn't go away until I answered the door. So anyway, your fucking package is on the stairs under the fucking window. That sounds like uh, Mrs. Doc for sure. So PSA, thank you for having my package arrive a day early. That was great. Oh man. Uh, package arrived a day early, now requires signature. Yeah. Um, come to find out. Uh, and a very persistent yeah. FedEx delivery guy. That's interesting. Usually they don't put in that much effort. If I remember right, usually they just throw it at your door and drive uh-huh. away. Well, <laughs> funny you should say that. My package was banged up. Uh, the box was dented. Uh, but I think that could have been from it hitting the window. Or well. was that uh, Mrs. Doc uh, taking out some frustration? Well, that's exactly it. She uh. took that thing and just chucked it against the window, <laughs> and that's why the package was a little banged up. <laughs> but we got it all straightened away. Everything worked out well and, and got oh, the package in. Man. So. Wow. Well, uh, sports cards, man. Thank, thank you for sharing that, you know, because uh, apparently I wasn't the only one with some relationship strife this week. So. <laughs> no, I did get her permission to release that on the show. Uh. I told her it would be funny. And I thought it was. <laughs> but really, the only other update that I have um, I mentioned Coronado a couple times. This would be the last time I mentioned it. Yeah. Where, um, or mention it. Where did you go this last week? I wasn't sure. So I went, God, where did I go? I'll have to think of it. I'll let you know 10 times. Um, <laughs> I did stay at the most haunted room in the Hotel Del Coronado, but that's a different Damn. podcast. Was no the, card yeah. shops in Coronado. Zero? None. A little mm. disappointed by it. The overhead would be pretty high. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah, real estate is is high there. But if anyone's in Coronado and wants to open up a shop, you'd at least get this guy when he comes back mm. next year to go there's, visit the shop. There's a lot of visitors. That's kind of odd. But, you know, San Diego has no true sports fans because of all the transplants, I think. So. Oh, that's a burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, that's kind of our, our updates, kind of slow on the card end, mm. but perhaps we'll be ramping up here in you the know, coming weeks. Can't always win. But speaking of win... You did have a win a couple weeks ago when you mentioned to our listeners about Uh, your Fanatics win. I did. And you have a very interesting topic here that I think people are going to like to hear about. I hope so. Um, $575, I would imagine, goes somewhere with Fanatics. Um, I'm terrible at uh, being decisive, and I currently do not have any decisions made about how to spend that money. Mm, mm. I think the Raz win of the gift cards from Fanatics. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I think our listeners uh, probably have better ideas than I do um, as far as what I should use those funds for. (laughs) Shoot us a message over at uh, Pack to the Future podcast on Instagram. Uh, Feel free to give your input. Leave us a voicemail. Get creative. Get creative. Because Tim is now required by podcast law to Uh follow whatever you mentioned to him. This is true. Exactly. I am an open book on this one. You know, one thought for this, just to put some ideas out there, is do remember in season one when Tim was away on vacation, but we still needed the Pack to the Future studio, (laughs) that we did get you that blow-up doll. And I believe he is still naked and still in your bedroom and could probably use a jersey, some John Stockton short shorts. Just an idea, people, to throw that out there on what you uh, may want to no, I can't say that on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of 
hobby-related stores. Yeah. Tim, you also had another great idea here. Man, what Perhaps is Perhaps doing some mall shopping? Yeah. You, you want to go to the mall? A little retail therapy. I like this. That's not where we normally go together. <laughs> Tell me about your thought. <laughs> <laughs> so along the lines of fanatics, uh, Lids, I've heard, carries retail product now. Baseball cards, mm. occasional basketball cards. And um, as a little prelude or a foreshadow for what we're talking about later, um, perhaps a little retail box or a pack or a hanger or a blaster might be in order. I have been impressed with the setup that they have inside the mall. Mm. Have you been down to our mall Yeah, down here to see that setup? Yeah. It's a pretty impressive stand just yeah. set up right by the register. And then even behind the counter at the register, yeah. they have some nicer boxes there. Oh, they do. It's uh, really odd because, you know, lids is just lids, right? Like you go on for like sports memorabilia, or I mean, not memorabilia, but uh, gear, um, right. gear and stuff and right. hats and, uh, oh, cards. I was also impressed when I started to ask about the different products that they had there. You know, I said, hey, do you have basketball or do you get anything else in? Because I think all they had was baseball up at the time. Mm. And the person there was quite knowledgeable about the different products that they had. Interesting. Okay. And yeah. that's where we talked a little bit about this last fall. I think that he had mentioned specifically that they had some F1 racing coming in, that they mm. had a specific basketball product that was coming out. I forget what it was. But the guy knew what he was talking about. Yeah. And it kind of made for a fun little conversation. Like we chatted about cards for probably five minutes or so. Cool. And it was like a very different local card shop hobby experience that I enjoyed. I mean, you're there, you're looking yeah. at jerseys, you've got your sports gear and it kind of made it fun to just chat cards. Mm -hmm. Not a usual setting for that by any stretch. No, so, yeah. no, no. But to answer <laughs> your question, yeah, we, we should go to lids at the mall and we should go buy some cards. That would be fun. Do they still have an arcade there? Not at ours. <sighs> yeah. The nickel cave. If the they corner. had an arcade and then lids and a card shop inside lids. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Call it a Friday night. <laughs> There's and some I'm nostalgia in. for Some you. cheese sticks, fried cheese sticks and lemonade. <laughs> oh, I'm in, baby. Man, I love those uh, arcades that have uh, beer too. Oh, so nice. Yeah. We need to get out of Salt Lake where they have more we of those. We really do. But uh, we digress. Yes. Well, speaking of <laughs> snacks, Tim, uh, Bill Bar's got a little something coming up for March. Don't remind me I don't have brownies for night, Chad. I'm sorry, man. Man, geez. But, uh, you know, I had that idea that, um, you know, Bill sent an email to us and was like, hey, look, there's a mint brownie puff flavor coming out, and uh, we're doing a promo on that. It's like, can you imagine some mint brownie a la mode Ooh. at uh, 10 p.m. at night? And healthy. I think so. Yeah, right? you're getting your protein, protein inside of there, and they designed these kind of with people people in mind, people's health in mind. Yeah, and they don't even taste like, you know, um, health bar by any stretch. Um, you know, it's effectively candy. Um, that's been my impression of a lot of their flavors. And um, late night snack, a mint brownie puff a la mode. Sounds good to me. So I might head over to Built.com and purchase me some mint brownie puff bars for later. Um, but I'll remember to use the promo code PTTF for my 10% off. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice, Tim. And kind of that mint flavor reminds me of March, St. Patrick's Day, but also the great part about March is March Madness. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Can't forget about that. Basketball tourneys are coming up. It is one of my favorite <laughs> times of year. Man. Uh, absolutely love it. And, you know, we had a listener reach out to us and say, mm -hmm. why in the world are we not doing a college bracket 
tournament challenge. Why aren't we? Well, we are now. Ah, there we go. See, problem solved. <laughs> yes. We're going to make this super simple. Yep. Here are the rules. They are non-negotiable until you negotiate with me and I change them. <laughs> 10 pack bucks or dollars. I don't know if I can say dollars on the air. So can, can we say that? I think so. So a $10 entry. Yeah. Maximum three entries per person. Okay. Probably should have discussed that before the show. <laughs> three entries. Yeah, no, that sounds fair. Three entries. Yeah, you like having your little throwaway bracket. Yeah, well, you always do three. You talked about the soggy bottom three in the <laughs> in the razzing last time. So yeah, three I, spots I thought for we'd sure. stick with three. Uh, through ESPN uh-huh. and standard tournament scoring, Yeah. message us with your interest through... Probably Instagram, Pack to the Future Podcast. Easiest way to do it. Of course, you can still shoot us an email at Pack to the Future Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll leave it wide open, mm-hmm. but we have to receive the finances before tip. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, your entries are null and void. Right. 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 Uh, once you send us a message of interest, we'll give you our funding information about where to send that money. Mm hmm. Um, we'll be completely transparent. We'll lay into the group and all that sort of stuff. Winners, so pay out 60, 30, 10 percentages. And the winner, if you would like, will come on the show. Choose Ooh. a topic and help us host a show. There you go. That would be fun. Why right? not? Yeah. Why I think not? so. Yeah, there you go. And you can just you know brag about how you picked such an awesome bracket too. That's fine. Yeah, that could be the entire episode if you would like. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, let's transition over to what we actually came here to talk about tonight, Jed. Um, baseball. I'm in. I'm in. Reluctantly. I don't even sense too much reluctance. Five episodes into the season, every one of them has had baseball. Every single one? Well, except the addendum. Well, that's about how long a starting pitcher lasts these days, so uh, maybe this will be the last episode for a little while that talks <laughs> baseball. So <laughs> there you go. But um, I came across this article over on SportingNews.com written by one of their um, writers by the name of Ryan Fagan. So uh, a lot of the credit goes to him for uh, this little um, article that he wrote and some of the data within. But his premise of this article was, um, so what exactly are the chances of getting anything good in retail products this year? And have they taken a nosedive in terms of your odds for hitting something good? Um, because will tops or fanatics, um, their decision to weaken retail product backfire. That was his title of his article. Mm. Um, and that's an interesting thought, right? Um, retail in general for me, Chad, I have had like garbage luck Yeah, and that's what I associate with retail. But there's this whole, uh, saying that says, you know, hangers are bangers oh, you know? Gosh, and yeah. it just, it makes me cringe every time cause it's such a dumb saying, but there's just a lot of stuff in the hobby that sounds like that, but hangers are bangers. That's what do you the think tattoo about that? you have on your lower back. Oh, geez. You weren't now, supposed to tell me. <laughs> typically, when I hear that, immediately what it triggers for me yeah. are people who are going to retail shops, scooping up every retail product they can find, mm-hmm. and then using that to break online. And so they're just ripping, I guess in my mind, hundreds of packs, just shredding through cards to mm-hmm. find this, this one hit. And immediately that puts a bad taste in my mouth because that's something I've never subscribed to. No, and that's not what you associate like an actual break with, right? Like you want hobby boxes, you want the jumbo boxes, you want the actual hobby releases. And retail is a very different world, you know? So you're talking like walking into Target, walking into Walmart, walking into Lids now even, buying a box off the shelf. And 
with the hopes that you still can get nice hits out of it at a much more affordable price, right? So for perspective, um, so the definition of a hanger, um, currently for Topps Series 1, 2023 Topps Series 1, uh, the inaugural release of baseball stuff, flagship Topps product, uh, now currently Fanatics as well, um, is defined as uh, one of their packs, best way to describe it, 67 cars total for about $12 currently. Uh, where you get about six to seven non-base card hits. So not that much, but for $12, you can do a lot worse, right? Sure. So you forego your uh, you know, Starbucks run, you forego your burrito for lunch, and you can open up some hobby packs instead. Okay. So um, the concern is that uh, the odds have dropped precipitously in terms of your ability to hit nice cards. So... It starts off okay, you know, the rainbow foil parallel, which is an easily recognizable parallel in tops, um, along with their royal blue. Um, they stayed constant from 2022, so last year, to 2023, this year. Um, you get about uh, one and two pack odds of hitting a rainbow foil card, um, about one and three pack odds for hitting a royal blue. So, you know, the chances of you pulling out one of those parallels in a pack is pretty darn high. Those odds start to change pretty significantly, though, with the next parallel, which is their golds. Um, you know, to me, they've always been kind of bronze-ish, but technically a gold out of uh, 2022, or you know, it changes with every year. So this year it'll be out of 2023 for those parallels. Um, those odds have changed from eight packs to one in fifteen. That's a big difference. That is. That trend carries onward, um, you know, with their additional foils um, and their parallels. So, uh, so the green foil, the odds have increased from one and in thirty-two packs to one and sixty-one. You can see getting worse and worse. Effectively, the odds have gotten worse by a factor of two, all the way up, all the way through to some of the more desirable ones, like the Mother's Day pink, the Father's Day blue, the Memorial Day camos out of twenty-five. Like some of the really rare parallels including the really popular like independence days out of 76 um yeah the odds have just gotten bad so what ryan the author of this article is trying to say is that you know there really isn't a reason to buy retail anymore what do you think about that oh i don't know about that last the last statement right and again retail it really depends why you're buying this. I think right. retail still has a place. Mm. Say that you're out shopping with your significant other and you just want to get something to open up. Mm-hmm. Well, great. You know, that's fine. You can still get it at a low cost. You're still going to get something with a little bit of color, which adds fun to it in the rainbow foil and the royal blue. And the fact that those odds stayed the same, I think is perfect. Right, because they're, you know, the most common, like the most uh, easily spottable ones that people chase after. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm opening up these packs. It's like, oh, those cars are still there. So maybe that's like deliberate to say, well, you know, the most common things you see have not changed, right? But the ones that are numbered, mm-hmm. all of these, the pack odds nearly doubled, just under doubled for every one of them. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. Is it? Yes, it is. Why? Because what you're doing is taking the people who are going and hoarding these boxes and then selling them online and ripping them as part of a break, that you're drastically decreasing the the hits that are being produced out of that product. And from Fanatic's perspective, the people who are gaining the money and making the most profit on that are the people who are breaking, not Fanatic's. And this is how you put a stop to that. So you're saying because it's way less likely to pull those hits that 
takes away the appeal of hoarding all these and like you know Absolutely, getting into fights and murdering each other in the aisles and uh, you know uh, blocking off the wall uh, from those little eight to twelve year old punks yeah. that actually want to open some of these packs. Absolutely, it does. And, you know, for kids, perhaps, who are still opening these, and I just say kids because they're a little bit cheaper, even though most of the kid collectors these days have well more money than I have in cards. <laughs> Seriously, but right? But yeah. it still gives them an opportunity to hit something. Mm. And that daydreaming, you can still have that. You still have the pack odds there, which are great and kids love. I think this is brilliant. It's still possible. Just the odds, I think, people should be aware have gotten worse for some of the really, really cool hits. And that was just for the hangers. Just for the hangers. And we still and have blasters to talk about, too. Yeah, so those blasters, you know, you bump your cost up to about 20 to $25, depending on where you buy them. So you get those seven packs that I mentioned earlier that are 14 cards each for a total of 98 cards. So, you know, card-wise, you're not getting many more than the hanger at 67 cards, but um, you're paying double the price with only two non-base cards and uh, one manufactured relic in each blaster. So... It's a little interesting um, that you would pay more for fewer hits. Um, and then on top of that, the odds have gotten even worse than the one to two difference. You know, um, yeah, it's probably a factor of like two and a half, you know. So, for example, the uh, gold foil, um, I'm sorry, the golds that are out of 2022 or 2023, um, you know, they went from one in 38 pack odds to one in 99 um, and that carries all the way through to the Memorial Day camo, um, basically, you know, finishing at one in 3,039 packs uh, versus one in 8,048 packs for the most desirable or rare possible parallel in these products. Same argument there for me. Yeah. I like the fact that they're available in retail. I like the fact you can still buy them. But mm-hmm. if you are not paying the premium on a hobby box, then your odds of hitting that premium card should be drastically reduced that i agree with right because you're paying a fraction of the cost of a hobby box or a jumbo box um, and you just should not have the same odds right Right. and you're going to talk about the jumbo here in just a second yeah yeah but without spoiling that and transitioning to that i really feel that this will drive people back Eh, i don't know if i should say back but it helps to drive more to the importance of the hobby box, which everyone can agree has drastically faded over the past two years. The prices are astronomical. Mm -hmm. And when you see and hear people hitting these bangers out of retail, why am I going to go pay hundreds of dollars for a hobby product if I can just go pull it out of Target? That's, That's valid. And so with this, I think what they're doing is saying, okay, we're going to keep hobby boxes here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my guess would be that we're not going to continue to see the decline of hobby prices. Mm. I don't know if this is the only factor that plays into that. So that may not age well. However, I do think that it's tending for fanatics to say, okay, we're going to put the best odds to hit some of our best products in a hobby box, which is going to cost you more. But also if you're going to pay more, your odds of hitting this are better. So for me, I like this more as someone who used to consume hobby boxes. It's a nod by fanatics, I think, to say, hey, we value the hobbyist, not the retail hoarder, not the retail flipper. We also value our breakers, which I think is a very friendly move because I think people are concerned about that possibility. It actually favors local card shops too, right? Because it drives people towards the card shop because that's where you're going to find these hobby boxes, for example. Um, And so... 
At um, least for the time being. For the time, yeah. So we'll see, right? But uh, Ryan's point then is that the jumbo boxes are where the value is really at. Um, at release this year, they were at about $150 to $170-ish. And now if you look on eBay, they're around 200 plus. 225 is what I was seeing too. So there's value that people have perceived to be there. And Ryan's argument is that you know the odds for some of these foils and parallels actually improved. You know, so right. starting at the gold, um, you know, one in 12 pack odds for pulling one of those in a jumbo box last year compared to one in four packs this year, far easier to hit something like that. And you'll right. be like, oh, OK, you know, there's some value perceived here. And some of the differences are pretty drastic, you know, so almost like a fourfold uh, increase um, for some of these, you know, for example, the Independence Day or the Blacks, you know, so the Black is out of 72, a very nice card, nice parallel to chase after. One in 59 packs last year, um, so that got a little bit worse at one in 80 pack uh, odds, but the Independence Day went from one in 305 packs to one in 89 packs. And, and that so, Black, at least according to the charts here, yeah. is not even available in the Blaster or the Hanger. Right. But so, you're right, these things are getting better, and not only that, but the difference in odds between the jumbo 23 pack and the blasters so like say for the memorial day camo uh-huh. it's you are 40 times four zero more times likely to hit it out of the jumbo box than you are Oof. out of the blaster that is substantial and i like that that's huge. if i'm paying more even if my big hit out of a jumbo box is not what i want it to be I know that I still have these pack odds of potentially hitting something very nice yeah. compared to going and buying 10 of these blasters out at a retail store. Yeah. And not to go like way off the rails, but you know, I remember people posting hits of like downtown cards coming out of hangers or blasters for um, like Don Russ football. And you're like, right. why would I buy a hobby box if I can go tear that's, up some of these packs? That's exactly it. Yeah. And in my mind, I think this helps to start to preserve the hobby box. That's an interesting strategy. And, uh, you know, I think Fanatics is on to something here. Um, you look at the boxes and they're just more appealing this year too. Like they show off some of the parallels you can hit and you're like, oh. And then you like, you would love this. You like flip over the box or the little panel and you're like, oh, the pack odds are right there. I love that. Yeah. So and so it's like, oh, you know, it takes you back to when you're a kid and you're like, oh, okay. You know, I know what I'm chasing after now. Right. I this, think it's cool. This article is fascinating, and we would love to hear your thoughts. We th- suspect that it will probably be a little polarizing. Yeah. And maybe some things we didn't think about either. And so if you have those things, you know, feel free to to let us know. I feel like it's going to – well, we're seeing it already, actually, I think. Uh, when you walk by the card section at Target, it's fully stocked. Yeah, there are cards there. Yeah, you can actually walk up and you're like, oh, okay, I got the itch. You know, I know my odds suck, but for 12 bucks, sure. Right. Here we go. And I still like that. And yeah. I'm okay that those odds are terrible. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right, because, you know, that's an impulse purchase. It's fun. It's available there. But, you know, if you really want to get back to the hobby, go open a hobby box, jumbo or, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. I like that. Well done, Ryan. Thank you for sharing those, um, you know, those pack odds and those details for stimulating that conversation. Great article. Yeah, really well done. Anything else you had thought-wise on that? No. I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. I liked it. Short, sweet, and uh, very interesting. I think so. Baseball, there we go. Might have to give it a rest here, but... um, It's five weeks in a row. We did all right there. Well, guys, 
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Pack to the Future podcast. Head over to YouTube after this, um, you know, give it a little whirl and always look forward to the behind the scenes look. There's some unedited portions that probably don't show up here on the podcast version. And so, you know, a different way to consume our content. And we'd appreciate the likes and subscribes because that helps us out as we continue to grow the podcast. And we appreciate it. That's Chad over there. And this is Tim. You'll never guess where I was last week. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.